0: Hey, everybody. Christian Huey here. This is my show, What We Do Is What We Do. If you subscribe to my Sparks podcast, you might be surprised to find this in your feed because I'm not doing Sparks today. Uh, I did, however, once play a quirky character in a very quirky play who I thought looked a bit like Ron Mayle. Okay, I made him look like Ron Mayle. The play was, and still is, called Murdered to Death... And if you're getting a bit of a Python vibe from that title, you're on the right track. It's a send-up of all those Agatha Christie-type mysteries, especially the ones with Poirot, Um, although there is a Miss Marple-like character uh, also. Uh, The play was a blast to do. We had a great cast, great director, and nobody got to see it. We were just a couple of days before opening night, and all of a sudden, bam, the world shut down. It was March 2020. The playwright Peter Gordon was very supportive of us and I'm sure he was disappointed too that we didn't get to put on the production. But he was super generous with his time and he agreed to have me interview him a couple of months after we had to pull the plug on the play. You can find out more about Peter and his work on his website, petergordonplays.com and on his Facebook page. So get ready to look like an ass if you're using public transportation right now and give a huge... Round of applause for Mr. Peter. I, I, I want to thank you so much for um, making time out of your day to, uh, to talk with me today.
1: No, you're welcome actually over the years i've made one or two um good american friends from um, from plays of mine that they've put on so uh, oh, wow. it's always nice to talk it's always nice to talk to people who are doing uh, doing my stuff
0: yeah well i mean we've we've obviously really enjoyed it uh thus far and it's been um an anordinately large part of my life since the beginning of the year because we started our rehearsals back in january and then because of uh covid we had to shut everything down but even even then during those couple of months we were still virtually meeting through zoom sessions such as this so i feel very well acquainted at least with <laughs> murdered to death um and uh i i i really appreciate uh what you've done there i i told them. Um, the other folks in my cast that we were going to be talking today, and they were they were excited about that as well. Yeah, um,
1: originally, when, when was it going to go on? Originally, it
0: was going to be late April through May. If I remember yeah. correctly, it's weird. The the first part of this year is all very fuzzy to me now. The days I of think all we'll kind get of,
1: to the end of this year, and people will just kind of we'll get to next year, and people will have forgotten about this year. It's, it's, it's not really happening yet.
0: No, not exactly. Um, so I don't know. I know that you've uh, spoken. I don't know how much you've spoken with our uh, director Bethany, but uh, she um, she wanted to 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 thank you for allowing us to live stream a videotaped uh, performance, since we, of course, are not going to be opening up the uh, the theater space to live audiences at at this point. Uh, but good.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I had an exchange, just a, a quick exchange of emails with her. When she said, "Was it okay to do it?" No, I certainly didn't have a problem uh, with that at all.
0: Wonderful. Okay, well, I, uh, I have, I've got some questions here for you. Just from, I, I, I was uh, perusing your your blog and um, and checked out some of your other works. Um, a couple of things that caught my attention from your your bio there. Uh, you were a chartered civil engineer before becoming a full-time writer. And That's
1: right. A lot of people actually don't associate people who are engineers with anything to do with writing on the basis that engineers aren't actually supposed to be able to even manage to speak, never mind write. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a strange combination.
0: Now, was that different in, in your case? Was in, in your vocation, were you doing any writing, or that was just... Strictly to, uh, to pay the bills and then you found time to write in your own time.
1: It was pretty much like that. I mean, I think like lots of people, I kind of stumbled into my profession, which turned out to be civil engineering. Right. And really, the the theatre was kind of a hobby. Um, and I, I kind of almost fell into the writing as well. So at one stage, I thought, well, I'll just try writing and see see how it goes basically the the theatre group that i was in we were always hunting around for plays to perform um and obviously come across some very good plays some other plays that you kind of think well perhaps that's not so good and i rather foolishly thought well i'll give it a go i'll try writing one and see if i can Uh see if i can do it and much to my surprise it kind of worked out so it started off as a hobby that grew bigger and bigger, and eventually led to me basically being able to give up the day job and stick to writing. Although having given up the day job, I don't do very much writing. But uh,
0: <laughs> uh, well, so what what was that transition like into becoming a, a full time writer or a full time playwright?
1: Uh, as I say, I, I probably wrote far more when I was actually doing it as a you know just as a part time job, really. Um, and since I've decided I can now call myself a full-time writer, actually, the amount of writing I've done has not been that great, to be honest. <laughs> but I've enjoyed myself doing lots of other stuff.
0: But, but you can, but you can call yourself, uh, uh, you you can call yourself a writer, and um...
1: on the basis that I'm not doing anything else uh, uh, very useful, yes, I think I can.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of writers feel that way, that there's nothing useful that they can do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned that you were part of a, a theater group or a theater troupe yourself. Are, are, are you an actor or have you been?
1: Um, I didn't actually get I've, – I've, I've been married twice. My, my, my first wife, one of, the, one of the things that I can thank her for, perhaps <laughs> I haven't got that much I can thank her for, but one of the things I can thank her for was um, she was very interested in amateur theater. And up until that stage, I'd not really been involved in it. So I kind of got involved um, just with a the local theatre group. And I started helping out uh, set building, uh-huh. maybe working a bit backstage. Then I thought, well, I'll try acting. So I did some acting as well. And I thought, well there must be something that I actually can do quite well in the theatre, so I'll try writing. So that's kind of how it took off. So for a while I was doing some writing, but still continuing to act in the the theatre group. In fact, the first time, believe it or not, Murder to Death, although it had a different title when when I first wrote it, was actually the first play that I ever wrote. Uh Um, Since then, it got modified a few times, and it certainly wasn't the first first one that was published um, but it was certainly the first one that I wrote and when our local group performed it I also directed it and we were a little bit short of men so I also played the part of um, constable Tompkins as well
0: that's unusual
1: uh, uh, it
0: was it
1: certainly kept me busy
0: that's great well so what are some of your uh, what were some of your in- influences as a playwright or a- as a comedy writer, being that Murder to Death is obviously a comedy and um and just as a writer in general.
1: I mean I, I must say that although the Inspector Pratt plays, there were four of them, and Murder to Death obviously was the first one, um although those are the ones that commercially have done the best for me, I personally prefer some of the other comedies that I've written. And certainly one influence that I had when I started writing I was very fond of um, the work of Alan Ayckbourn, and he was certainly um, a big influence. And also mm-hmm. Willie Russell as well. I quite liked um, the things that Willie Russell did. Um, Willie Russell was Blood Brothers. I'm sure you're perhaps familiar with that one.
0: Well, Willie Russell, I'm sorry, can you repeat the name of
1: Blood what Brothers. Which Blood actually, Brothers. He, yeah, it, it started off as a play and then became a musical oh. as well.
0: Okay, yes, I, I am familiar with that. Um, yeah,
1: so certainly Alan Atwood was kind of quite a big influence, I think, and he's another Yorkshireman as well.
0: Oh, okay, another Yorkshireman. <coughs> oh, that's good. So that that actually reminds me. Just from my American perspective, there's a lot of there's a lot of Britishness, and a lot of class consciousness that is specifically British at the heart of Murdered to Death, and. Yeah. I'm reminded specifically of shows that, you know, that we've seen over here on this side of the pond, like Are You Being Served or, or Faulty Towers. Yeah. Um, I mean, were, were those also cultural touchstones in, in, your, in your mind as well?
1: Yeah, I think so. Actually, when, when you mention um, things like Are oh, You Being Served, the first professional production that Murder to Death had uh-huh. So actually, um, a couple of the cast members of Are You Been Served um, were in it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a castmate who actually pointed that out to me. That's great. Yeah.
1: But uh, in the general, <clears throat> I guess the general style, I first I, I set out to write a spoof of Agatha Christie, really. Um, so I think that's where all that, you know, all the... The very stereotypical, I suppose, British nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties characters come out, and really, so they're spoofs of fairly typical Agatha Christie characters, um, apart from Inspector Pratt, of course, who is maybe slightly different.
0: Were Were you always keen on uh, Agatha Christie mysteries? And- I do
1: have to admit that I wasn't really. No, I. Uh, I have performed in um, a few of them, and I must admit I never particularly liked them that much, which is part of the reason <laughs> I decided to try to prove. One of the things that always grabbed me about them is that you have these quite convoluted plots, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you find that the murderer or somebody very associated with it turns out to be a character that you've not actually met in the play, ah. who suddenly appears out of nowhere. So there's a there's a kind of a, a play on that in um, in Murder to Death, of course, when um, Miss uh, Miss Maple mm-hmm. comes up with her theory about the um, woman of um, of East European descent, and she's you know and. Um, that's really just a spoof yeah. on the Agatha Christie. Suddenly this character appears out of nowhere that we've not heard of before.
0: I do appreciate the the Miss Uh Marple uh or the Miss Maple character in in your oh. play as a a nod to Miss Miss Marple, who uh yeah. is is addle-brained and completely yeah. way off you know playing with our um you know our, our, our perceptions of what that character is supposed to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> one thing that, that um that really strikes me about the um about the play it 's a parody it 's a spoof and it it works i I really enjoy it i 've read and performed in a lot of sp- spoofs and lampoons that fall flat that fail to engage the audience. Uh, a theory I have is that a lot of it comes comes down to having characters that no one can relate to or um or you know, or or can emotionally involve themselves with uh how, how do you think you managed to uh avoid the fate of unsuccessful um, um parodies uh
1: i think it was possibly pure luck i don't know um <laughs> i mean that's certainly one thing i set out to do when i started writing it was um basically i was working on the theory that it's a spoof so, and it's the whodunit as well. Yeah. So, A, it's got to be funny, but B, it actually, to me, the whodunit part of it, the, um, the mystery part of it, actually had to be something that was, was workable. Yeah. I think sometimes spoofs might fall down on one or the other. They might actually have quite a nice plot, which works as a whodunit, but perhaps isn't quite so funny. Or you might get something that's funny, but the the who done it part um perhaps doesn't quite work. So I really wanted to make sure that both elements worked well. But ultimately, in all my writing, I've never been particularly trained to write um drama or anything like that. Ultimately, to me, I write what I think is funny or what works. Um and then other people can judge whether it's <laughs> worth it or not. And fortunately for me, it seems to fit the mark. So certainly the, um, the Inspector Pratt plays, because mm-hmm. they're being performed not just in America but all around the world, which is <laughs> never faz- fails to surprise me, to be honest.
0: You know, I, that's another thing I, uh, I... I'm sorry to interrupt you. Another thing that I wanted to, to ask you about, again, taking a look at your your blog, your your website, is um, you know clearly you've mounted this production and your other Pratt plays not only in the UK, but in the in the in the U.S. here in Texas, of course, and then I think I read uh, South Africa and some other places. How have have you seen any of those productions in in other countries?
1: Um, well, I mean the, the the main other countries are, as you say, the U.S., um, South Africa, New Zealand, and Australia. I get quite a lot of productions in Australia as well. Um, I have actually. Had a couple of trips to the states and seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen two professional productions in the states, and also it happened to coincide because it was at the same time. I saw a professional production and a community theatre production um, on the same trip. Um, the two, the two professional productions I saw were both um, uh, dinner theatre productions. Mm-hmm. One of them was in, well, it wasn't quite um, Louisville. It was oh, across the room. Louis Kentucky? Uh, yeah. It was actually just over the border. There's, um, Louisville is twinned with...
0: Uh, can, um, uh, Tennessee. Uh,
1: Clarkville, Clark, Clarksville. Oh, Clarksville.
0: The, yeah, the city, of course. Yeah.
1: Um, and the other one that I saw was in um, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, at the um, dinner theater there.
0: All, all all southern u s cities
1: uh, certainly yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, uh, I've got i got some friends up in the uh, north in in, in, in uh, wisconsin um and i saw a, produ- a a community theater production there and then traveled down to see the one in little rock and it was actually quite quite funny because um in the north of the US, people were saying, "Oh, you're going to the south, you—they're really quite strange down there, you know." Of course. And when I got that, when I got down to the south, they were saying, "Oh, you come up from you come from the north, they're really quite strange up there, aren't they?" You yeah,
0: yep. Yeah, that's well, well, welcome to the US. Yeah, exactly. And of course,
1: my um, my agent in the UK. Um, works for a company it's now uh, joseph weinberger plays hmm. uh, but he's actually a californian oh, okay um, and and to him at uh, one time i told him i was going to the states and some of the central areas and he said well i can't really understand it because there's the east coast and the west coast but why would you want to visit any of the places in between so i've got all kinds of perspectives from from on the u.s from flyover country there. Various people. Yeah,
0: that's what we call
1: it. Well, sorry, on, on the trips I've had there, on the second trip I had there, I think we drove through about. My wife went. We drove through about twelve or thirteen states. I think. Wow. So we perhaps more of the US than some of the people who live in the US. I don't know.
0: I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm quite sure. I mean, it's. It's a. It's a big, vast, <laughs> vast place. I mean, just where we live in Texas, it takes takes ten hours in in either direction just to leave the uh, the state line. Yeah, I can,
1: I can imagine. I've that's. I would certainly like to get over to uh, towards that um, side of the U.S. at some stage.
0: Well, we would we would love to have you. It's 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 unfortunate <laughs> we won't be able to to have you in time to uh, to see us uh, mount uh, murder to death. Uh so when you, when you have seen performances in, in the US or, or other places of your place, particularly the, the, the Pratt plays, how do they differ from the ones that are, that, that you see in the UK? And are there things that they get wrong?
1: Um, that's a very interesting question. I wouldn't say that in terms of what people get right or what people get wrong. I wouldn't say that there's any difference between the UK and the USA. You know. Um
0: I, I well, asked because oh sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think I mean I think generally speaking whenever whenever I go and see a performance of one of my plays, they're always a little bit different. Which is the nice thing about seeing them because Everybody has their own perspective, the di- and the director will have a certain view on things. The actors will certainly have a view on things. So every time, it's a little bit different. And to me, that's the fun part of uh, writing plays.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I, I ask because I can tell that it, it's written from a, a particular perspective. It's written from a very British perspective, and it's, a, and it's about mid-20th century... Class relations and that kind of thing that doesn't necessarily translate very well to yeah, I mean, here. For one example, one
1: thing that's one thing that's kind of surprised me um, about it being done so much in the U.S. and it gets done actually by quite a lot of um, high schools and colleges uh-huh. in the U.S. And one thing that surprises me is that I kind of thought that some of the humor wouldn't translate to, to the US particularly well. I can see how it would work in places like Australia, New Zealand, Mm -hmm. which have perhaps got a more recent, greater link with, with the UK. Mm -hmm. But the US sense of humor and kind of get, getting some of the stuff that are in the crap plays, I wasn't quite sure how that would work. I mean, I guess part of it works because of, because of Agatha Christie. Right. Um, Right because i think most americans would get the agatha you know know who agatha christie is and have probably seen some agatha christie films and also i i kind of think that with the inspector pratt character it's a little bit like um agatha christie meets the Pil- pink panther yes. and uh, there are certain elements of the comedy in in the pratt character you know, you could imagine Peter Sellers playing that part as, uh, you know, uh, and it working very well. Yeah. So uh, perhaps it's those two things. I think American audiences perhaps relate to the Agatha Christie type stuff, but can also kind of relate to the the Pink Panther.
0: Uh, the the pink uh, Inspector Clouseau, pink, pink Panther.
1: Humor, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it's interesting that, that you, uh, that you, you brought that up because, um, I, I of course see a lot of Inspector Clouseau, uh, and, and Pratt that um, bumbling, uh, he's, he's full of overweening self-confidence that's completely mis, misguided. <laughs> so there's exactly. a lot. And that's also a kind of character archetype that I think has become popular in the States here as well with TV shows like, the, the office or the American version of the office. And That's, I yeah. think it, it does, uh, it does strike a chord with people. Um, what I thought was interesting about, um, name checking, uh, Clouseau and Peter Sellers was, of course, you have, uh, this, <coughs> this character, uh, Peter or Pierre with, uh, yeah. putting on a, a, a fake French accent. And, and wouldn't you know, I, I go straight to YouTube to watch as much. Uh, Peter Sellers, Pink Panther, as I could to, <laughs> to help me yeah. get into the voice.
1: I, I do have, well, one one feature of all the Inspector Pratt plays is that I um I never miss the opportunity to um have a have a, a few comedy characters in there of other nationalities. So, so in Murder to Death, there's, although he's not actually French, he's yeah. the, the French, but, <laughs> and in some of the other ones, I've got I have an Italian and an Australian. Um, and really, in some ways, it's, I suppose it's the English thing of, you know, are foreigners funny? Um, but, of course, in, in the Inspector, Inspector Pratt plays, what we're really laughing at are the English characters like Inspector Crack, like um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Colonel Craddock. Um, those are the ones, really, that we're laughing at.
0: Right, right. Yeah, again, the, the overconfident um, buffoons. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I really enjoy that. So, well, let oh, me ask I, you.
1: I, I hope you in playing the part of Pierre, though, because there's, um, there's some really good um, things you can play around with that, with that part.
0: Yeah, it it has been it has been a lot of fun, and um, we'll we'll see what your perception is because you 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 will of course uh, get to see the uh, the final uh, product there. But it it's been a lot of fun, and then I, you know, near near the end in Act Two, switch, drop the drop the mat, drop the facade, and then uh, become uh, Peter, who who I gave a Cockney.
1: Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, fi- I figured that was probably close to, your, to uh, what you are intending. So uh, after writing, you Pratt, you wrote Pratt as what ended up being a trilogy, correct?
1: It was a trilogy, and then I wrote a prequel. So it's a, as In- Inspector Pratt would say, it's a trilogy. It's a four-play trilogy. <laughs> right,
0: right, right, right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it, there was a trilogy, and then I wrote a, a prequel. Which actually was the last thing I wrote, and that's the one uh, called "Slade to Death," and that goes back to the days when he was a police sergeant before he became a police before he became an inspector.
0: Excellent. Well, you'll be hearing from us uh, next season. We 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 just <laughs> may want to put that on. Uh,
1: well, "Slade to Death" is actually set at Christmas. Oh, uh, and one of the reasons I did that um, was I thought, well, in America you don't have the um, the traditions of pantomime and things like that. So I guess that people in the States are often finding, looking for plays with a Christmas theme um, to put on at that kind of time of year. So it might be one that does well in the States. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah I think that, that would be ideal. Um, and so after your um, the Pratt trilogy, or I should say in, in during that hiatus that you took between the third part and the fourth part of the so-called tri- trilogy, uh, you, you turned your attention to... Um, to, to, uh, plays in a modern setting. I've, I've seen some of the, uh, titles. I have to confess I, I haven't read or seen any, any of them yet. Uh, do you have any favorites, um, from those? Uh, were, and two part question. And were there any particular topics that you wanted to explore with those modern day plays?
1: Um, I mean, it, in terms of the modern day plays, it wasn't that I wrote the crap plays and then wrote the modern day plays, they kind of got interspersed really. Mm. Um the modern day plays, there's no particular theme, but really they're about they're more about the characters and the situation. So one of them is set on a caravan site, um, another one is set at a golf club. Uh the one at the golf club isn't about golf. Uh-huh. Uh, it's about the characters. I don't know if you've come across a play called um, you possibly haven't because it probably wouldn't go well in the States, called Outside Edge and it's about cricket so okay. probably, you probably immediately turn off at that point Yeah, um, I, I, yeah,
0: I, I, I a, go ahead.
1: There's a well-known um, English-British play called Outside Edge which again is set at the cricket match but it's all about the characters rather than the game of cricket and I kind of wanted to do something the same with golf, so it's a set at the golf club, and there are a few obviously lots of aspects of golf in it, but it's about the characters, not the golf. Um,
0: are you a golfer yourself?
1: I have, um, I wouldn't describe myself as good enough to actually call myself a golfer, but I have hacked around a few courses <laughs> in my time.
0: Excellent.
1: Um, but yeah, the, the other plays, there's no particular theme as, as such. Um, I think I mentioned Alan Aitborn. I don't know if you come across any Alan Aitborn plays. I mean, he's quite prolific in the amount of stuff he's written. I mean, he's, I think probably written about 60 or 70 plays now. Um, and his is very, particularly his older ones are very much just about English, about British people really, um, and so I guess my my modern comedies are based on that kind of thing, they're just about everyday situations and right. everyday
0: characters really. So does he and I'm sorry, what was the name of that playwright again? Alan Akeborn oh, Alan Okay. Now does, does he take sort of a, a Noel Coward approach or is it more everyday people?
1: Um, very much everyday everyday people uh, I mean, he he goes back to, um, I guess his first plays were put on in the 70s or something like that. Oh, okay. And basically, basically I think he's written at least one play per year ever since then. Wow. Um, and now, I mean, he's uh, certainly perhaps not so much in the US because maybe the humour doesn't translate in that way. But certainly, again, in places like New Zealand and Australia, if you mentioned the name Alan Ayckbourn, everybody would have done or know of his plays.
0: Uh, that's and that's impressively prolific. Uh, yeah, would that absolutely. we could all be that prolific? Do <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you
0: do writing yourself? Do I do acting? Is that, is that what you asked? Do you
1: do, um, do, do any writing? Do I do stuff? any writing? Uh
0: I do uh, I do do some writing. Uh I haven't written anything long form yet. I've written a couple a couple of one acts and I've written uh uh a lot of comedy sketches through a couple yeah. of the uh, comedy schools/comedy slash theaters here and uh I do I do write for just a, a couple of podcasts that I do in my spare time. I have one podcast that is completely devoted to the band Sparks. Uh, okay. Enough. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then I, then I have another one that, that I do, which will feature this interview. Uh, by the way, it's, it's, it's mostly an interview podcast, but then I also inter- intersperse that with uh, some sketches. So okay. it's been a while since I've picked up the pen or typewriter and really you know, endeavored to, um, to do a full, you know, three, three actor or so mm. play, but um, with all this time just, in front of me.
1: Yeah. I just wondered whether you've been uh, obviously in a community theater, if you've written anything for them.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. And, and I haven't yet. Um, I've actually haven't been a member of this uh, repertory for, for very, very long. And, but it's, but there, there are several people who are members who have written uh, some some one acts, and I'm definitely looking to um, to to get involved with that, hopefully uh, right next sir. season. And thanks for, for uh, lighting a fire under me.
1: <laughs> right, so, so they are quite open to producing things yes. that members have written, which which is great.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, they've they've um, they've been. Uh, it's a really supportive uh, group of people to, uh, to be involved with. Uh, unfortunately we are forced to leave our space at the end of, uh, July for, for budget reasons, for rent. This, this, uh, Mm -hmm. COVID-19 situation has definitely cut into our, uh, bottom line. And, uh, it's just a, it's just a trying time for, for, for anyone, let alone people in the, uh, in the independent performing arts.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it is. But, but as you say, particularly for theatre groups, um, both professional and community, I think everybody's struggling at the moment.
0: It's true. Well, I'm again very. Uh, I'm really thankful that the our director Bethany and that the the entire cast and the the board um, decided that it would be worthwhile to to mount uh, Murdered to Death. After all, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to. Feel it really strange when it's over. <laughs> when,
1: when, it, when is that actually going to happen, and, and how are you doing it? Are you doing it as a series of live performances that are streamed, or are you um,
0: yes, it, it, yeah, yes and no. Um, well, mo- mostly no. So what what we what we are going to do is um, we are going to have a, a couple of cinematographers come in, and uh, they are going to. Uh, They're going to videotape us do a couple of live performances. I think right now we've just decided on two uh, live performances, and then we will edit and splice together. Uh, I mentioned we'll have you know close-ups and and uh, and different angles, you know, so we can make it look as as professional as we possibly can to kind of make up for the the fact that um, there won't be uh, an actual in-person live um, experience there. So. Uh, we, we are gonna, we are gonna film it as such and then, uh, uh, edit it together as, as well as we can. And then we are going to upload it to YouTube and we are going to, um, we will still be selling tickets because, you know, we, we do have uh, bills to pay obviously, but, uh, we, uh, uh, then, um, people will get a private link to, uh, Mm -hmm. to view it, uh, on our, on, on, on YouTube. And then they are free to to go back and watch it later. So uh, once we have all of that um, up and, uh, and, and running, um, I, I, I or someone, or I or Bethany or someone else will, will definitely uh, send you a link so you can, so you can watch it and, and give us your thoughts.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of sounds exciting for you to be doing it that way. I mean, I guess the one thing that you lose is obviously the... Intimacy or is the intimate and the audience reaction which itself can kind of spur other things but you know it's it's something different and I uh, yeah. I wish you I wish you, really, I wish you well with it.
0: Well thank you so much. Yeah, really looking forward to it and it's been such a such a joy to work on. It's it's a it's a hilarious play and I really enjoy the the pure um Good. and uh thank you so much for your time again, Peter.
1: Well, when you actually come to do it um if You'll have seen that I've got a Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, and if you like to, you know, if the group would like to download any photos or, or even just a few few sentences about the way that you did it, oh. I'm sure people would be interested in seeing that. You know, just the fact that somebody has gone down that road. Gone down and used that approach of um, streaming it in that way. I'm sure people would be interested in seeing that. So, if somebody in your group has got the time just to spend a few minutes and post something on that on my Facebook page, I'd certainly very much appreciate.
0: Oh, I would absolutely. I love to do that. I I definitely will. So, is this this is a Facebook? Is this your Facebook, Peter Gordon Facebook page? Or
1: yeah, yeah, it is. Um, if you go onto my website, there is a link to the Facebook page okay. on there.
0: Oh, excellent! Yeah, I I guarantee you, uh, Peter. Yeah, I will definitely be um, availing myself of that um, to share oh, yeah, to share would, our experience. Cool. It's a slightly
1: different perspective on the way things are, have been done in the past. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. It's 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 a learning experience for all of us, but we're entering that brave new world we're we're looking forward to it very much
1: when 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 do you think you're going to be doing it
0: uh we are so uh the the 18th and the 19th of this month is when we'll have the uh, the camera crew in uh mm-hmm. and our goal is to have it available for streaming a week after that so it will be yeah. around the end of june yeah and, uh, that sounds and, good. Yeah, and we'll we'll be sure to let you know all about it.
1: Well, please pass on my very best regards and very best wishes to everybody over there that's involved in it. Um, above all else, make sure that you all stay nice and safe, and that we um, all all get out of this thing at the other end in one piece.
0: I, I I do appreciate that very much, Peter, and and you you as well, you and yours. And you have a wonderful day.
1: That's great. Really good to talk to you.
0: YouTube here.